0: Welcome to episode 65 of the Ask Achieve show, where we answer all of your burning questions on all things health, fitness, and business.
1: We're your hosts, Lauren and Jason Pack, and we're on a mission to bring inclusivity and positive vibes to the fitness space. Today, we'll be discussing how we practice positivity, tips for front squats, quick weight loss strategies, and muscles that don't respond to training. We hope you're excited. Let's get into the show.
0: Did you forget some of your words there?
1: I, uh, yeah. <laughs> it was a slight pause. <laughs> I was I was going for a dramatic pause, actually.
0: For <laughs> dramatic effect. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm feeling mildly high right now. <laughs> uh, I've been painting bathrooms recently. And, like, so, okay, so I should backtrack. We've been painting the gym, and I've been painting some, like, kind of, like, the wide-open walls along the gym floor. And that's been okay. It's been a little bit kind of, like, um, I guess, fumy. Um, but, but not like, but nothing not crazy, yeah. yeah. But yesterday and today, I've been painting the bathrooms, and I didn't think to open the door, the uh, doors the first time. And when I got out, like three hours later, I was like, "Oh man, I feel horrible." <laughs> <laughs> um, so I opened the doors today, but still just a little bit, uh, little bit high, a little bit fumey and high.
1: I got you a mask, so yeah, you did. Hopefully you, that yep, helped I got a little bit because gonna... I can't contribute to the painting process being pregnant, so it felt yep. bad. So. Yeah, well, that was my contribution.
0: So, so if I if I sound crazy today, that's why.
1: That's yeah, <laughs> totally. You have an excuse. Cool. Um, so we have four. One, two. Yeah, we got four three, questions. Four today. questions today. Cool. Mm-hmm. So let's start with number one. So this one came from Jackson Tyler three one three, and he said, "Do you practice anything daily to work on positivity, gratitude, meditation, etc."
0: Um, I thought this was an awesome question. Uh, I'm assuming they're asking because in all of our pictures, we try to make it a point to be um, smiling and as positive as possible. And with our messaging, trying to be as positive as possible. Um, so, you know, I, I think one could probably construe that we are generally positive people, yeah. which is definitely the case. <laughs> yeah. um, but definitely we we wanted to put out there that we're not positive All the time. Right. Like they're like, there are situations that come up with work. There are situations that come up with life. Um, and basically stuff happens and we're not completely blindly positive. Um, but it is something that we strive to do.
1: Yeah. I mean, we feel all the human emotions. (laughs) We can be sad. We can be happy. We can be like scared, excited. You know, all those things, anxious, like we, we go through all those emotions. I think mm-hmm. something that we do is, is work on getting through those things fairly quickly um, by reminding ourselves of all of the great things that we do have going on. So I think gratitude is a huge Uh, part of that and that's something that we do we do try to practice yeah I think
0: I mean I I think for you you at a certain point you had uh, like a gratitude journal and you had Mm -hmm. some meditation time that you set aside and I think you did that for a while and I think um, you've kind of weaned off of it because it's kind of like a little bit more natural for you now to think about those things yeah Um, I never really had much success with actually writing stuff down Um, but I would just kind of like just be in my head about like just putting things in perspective and being able to kind of just take a step back uh, with things and just being able to um, kind of like navigate life that way, I guess. I think because we work with so many people um, at the gym and we just like – are more aware of what kind of things like heavy things that people go through it really puts things in perspective of you know like that thing wasn't necessarily that bad like maybe like I can be upset in the moment but I can quickly just recalibrate and go back to okay things aren't that bad and I can keep just setting my sights to what you know Lauren and I are working on um, together so it's I think I think kind of like Looking forward is always just a good proactive way to live life instead of looking back and dwelling upon things that have happened in the past, um, that sort of thing.
1: Yeah, definitely. And another little strategy we try to employ, I guess, is uh, <laughs> finding the silver lining in things. This yeah. This is something that I've always done naturally. Um, But now even more so, I actually try to do it intentionally. Like Mm -hmm. it used to come a little more naturally to me. And now it's like, this is actually something that really, really helps. So (laughs) anytime that there is something like not great going on, there is, there is almost always a silver lining. And so there's always either something that you can learn from the situation or a reason that it happened that is going to send you in a certain direction. So trying to realize that Um, even from past experiences, knowing that even sometimes the hardest things you've you've gone through tend to have some of the greatest outcomes or um, like lead you in some of the most exciting directions. And so knowing that um, and being able to look forward to what might come of a potentially um, kind of negative situation can Mm -hmm. also help.
0: Yeah. So just kind of like, yeah, just knowing that adversity, like you'll, you'll come out the other side, uh, much better for it. Yeah. Um, and I think I, I, the final piece to all this is also just surrounding yourself with people that lift you up and are positive as well. Um, mm-hmm. especially, I mean, it's tough to be grateful or put things in perspective or find silver linings, um, if something actually very tragic happens. Right. So in that case, um, I think the other thing that we go to is just, Being around people that support you and just lift you up and are just there for you. So I think kind of like the combination of those four things that we talked about um, gives us a good framework to operate in a more positive manner um, just generally throughout our lives. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Cool. cool. All right. Question number two. This one comes from Lazaro Villatoro. <laughs> um, he said, hi, Lauren and Jason. I just want to say first, I love your podcast. Thank you very much. Um, my question for you is about front squats. I seem to have limited flexibility to hold the bar in the normal posture. Is there a secondary form you'd suggest or is there a workout or a stretch you'd recommend to be able to do the correct form easier?
0: Thanks. Yes. Um, so a few things here. Um, number one, uh, the big thing in terms of front squatting is you really need to keep a really relaxed grip on the bar and you want to make it to the point where it's basically just resting on your fingertips. And if you were to let your let the bar go with your hands and just have your arms out in front of you, like directly in front of your um, chest, that should in itself be able to hold the bar in position because the bar ninety five percent of it should just be resting totally on your body on your like kind of like above your collarbone um, underneath your throat just be supported just by the frame of your body if you're vice gripping the bar that means that you're placing way too much pressure on your wrists your elbows and it's going to cave you forward throughout the process of the squat Right. Yes. You say something
1: About, about that. No, I, I was going to say the, the main thing we see here is people over gripping the bar. Yeah. So you, you just covered that. But so, yeah.
0: So definitely just kind of making sure that you let your elbows come forward, relax your grip and let it just be resting upon your fingertips. Um, number two, I would say is if if at achieve, if we've deciphered that a member has a difficult time due to actual mobility um, restrictions, what we'll do is actually just have them cross their grip. So we'll have one hand. Let's see. How how should I explain hand. So the bar is
1: already across your shoulders. You set up in the rack with the bar across your shoulders, Mm -hmm. right up against your neck. And then you take your right hand and cross it toward your left shoulder. And then your right hand and cross it toward
0: your right shoulder <laughs> no,
1: wait your right hand and cross it toward your left shoulder and then take your left hand and cross it toward your right shoulder mm-hmm. so your your arms are crossed and you're just like basically putting your fingers over the bar you're not really holding on to the bar yeah um, but just kind of supporting it with your fingertips yeah
0: just securing it in place um, I would say that the clean grip which is the traditional front squat grip um, will feel a little bit more secure if you have the mobility but if you don't have the mobility, arms crossed front squat grip is totally fine mm-hmm. um, and and definitely recommended. And in the meantime, we'd like to work on. Um, Whatever we think is um, restricting the person to get into a clean grip in the first place. So that might be, I mean, there's so many things. There might be a wrist uh, restriction, there might be a lat restriction, there might be a T spine restriction. So there are a number of different areas that could be restricted. And so, two stretches we like to go to are a wrist extension stretch as what we call a bench T spine stretch. Okay, so for the wrist extension stretch, we'll have someone set up directly next to a plyo box, kind of like at around hip height. And from there, we'll have them rotate their hands so that their fingers are pointing towards them and their um, their palms are on the box. And what we have them try to do from there is bend the elbows and pull their arms back a little bit. And they should get a decent stretch throughout, first of all, their palm, as well as the, um, the their forearms, the backs of their forearms. Um, so that's one wrist stretch that we really like. And then the second stretch that I mentioned is called the bench T-spine extension stretch. And so this one is a little bit tough to visualize, but you're going to be kneeling down next to a bench. You're going to have your elbows on the bench and you're going to have a dowel or some sort of stick, a broom, whatever it might be, (laughs) in your hands. And from there, we want you to try to keep your abs braced. So we don't want your lower back to arch during this, but keep your abs braced and slowly push your hips towards your heels and let your chest sink forward. And that's gonna lead to a good T-spine stretch, your upper back stretch. And then from there, at the very bottom of that stretch, we want you to pull the dowel back towards your upper back. And that's gonna lead to a good lat and and tricep stretch. So those two stretches combined will help to um, get you into a better front rack position if you want to get into a clean grip front squat in the first place. Um and we also do have a YouTube video, a complete guide to front squats. Um our YouTube handle is at Achieve Fitness Boston, so check it out there if you want a more visual representation of those stretches we just talked about.
1: Cool. cool. All right, question number three. This one is from Zoe. Shebrook and she said for quick weight loss as in a couple weeks, uh, is hit running a good way versus steady state cardio? Um So, yeah, this is a great question because we do often talk about or almost all the time we talk about <laughs> taking a long term approach, not worrying about doing things in the short term, mm-hmm. but there are times and reasons that people want to do something in the short term that yeah. could be they could have a competition coming up, they could have a wedding coming up, that they just like really want to change their body composition in some way um, in a short amount of time, and mm-hmm. who are we to say? No, <laughs> like yeah, you shouldn't I mean, do we, that. I we mean,
0: definitely clean up our diets a little bit before our weddings. Yeah, and like just yeah, we just keep it in mind when we have an event coming up. Sort of. Yeah, thing.
1: it's going to be a lot easier for you if you take a long term approach than when you want to dial something in. You're already ninety percent there, right? Yeah, so definitely. So as opposed to kind of not really doing anything at all, and then trying to crash diet or do these like really intense workouts right before an event or something like that, and then going back to not really doing anything at all. Yeah, that's going to cause. It's going to be much more stressful on you. It's going to not be as effective. So we definitely still recommend overall still trying to have this kind of long-term approach. But when things come up and you really do want to make a short-term change, that's totally fine. And, and so we do have some strategies for that. Yeah. So number one here, though, would be diet. Um, yep. You can't really talk about short-term weight loss without addressing diet. hmm You can do all of the cardio and exercise in the world, um, but if you're still eating the same way, you're not going to see fast results. So with diet, with a short-term thing, like in a few weeks, you really are going to need to have some sort of calorie deficit. So you're going to want to bring your portions down. Um, You're going to want to increase your protein and probably decrease your carbohydrates. Um, That's just for short-term. That's not a long-term strategy. So hopefully... I'm making this clear, <laughs> like, not a long-term strategy, but something that if you want to lose weight in the short term, decreasing your carbohydrates takes water weight away, so it'll give you actually more of the appearance that you might have lost weight without actually losing like physical body fat. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, that's why it's short-term, but then if you do that over the long term, it could actually cause you know the opposite effect with limiting your carbs too much, you could actually end up retaining fat. so yeah. Um,
0: yeah, I mean for for me like if I like let's say let's say we're getting married in uh, 2 3 weeks or so like it wouldn't be anything crazy. I would just cut out some of the like like I just wouldn't like drink as much alcohol. Like not that I drink a crazy amount of alcohol, but like I would just cut down on that a little bit. I would um, maybe at lunch instead of having like some uh, more of a carby meal, I would have a, a salad with grilled chicken or whatever. And that's pretty much about it. I'll have my normal breakfast. I'll have my normal dinner and just kind of go based on that. So I think um, when people think about dieting for a specific event, they just like slash everything and then it becomes so unmanageable and then you get stressed and then you actually retain water weight becomes this whole mess. But if over the course of three weeks, you kind of like just dial it back just slightly those that that adds up a lot. Mm -hmm. So you just have to be less um, so like in your head about it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's going to be number one. And mm-hmm. then in terms of the actual question she asked, um, in terms of cardio is high intensity interval training better or is steady state cardio better? Um, so again, we're going to go a little bit, a little <laughs> bit, uh, take a step back and talk about strength training first. Um, mm-hmm. because we would recommend that you don't just do cardio in order to try to lose weight. Um, we think that strength training has weight loss benefits as well, and that it also, Increases your metabolism as well, so there's there's reasons to keep strength training in your routine um, and add cardio on top of that. Mm-hmm. So if you're strength training right now two times a week, we would probably just say add a third strength training workout, and then if you can add another one, add one high intensity interval training workout. Yeah. Um, if you can, add, if you can do five, probably three strength training workouts and two high intensity interval training workouts. If you can do six. Three strength training workouts, two high-intensity interval training workouts, and one cardio—steady-state uh,
0: cardio. Yeah. I, I don't—we would we, we, well, we really <laughs> wouldn't recommend more than two hit workouts. Um, it, it would just be too stressful on your body. And we mm-hmm. also wouldn't want it to take away from your normal strength training sessions either. So that's kind of why we have it limited to two. two. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, three strength training sessions— um, a week should be, should be really plenty in terms of providing enough of a fat loss benefit without just crushing yourself with HIIT workouts day in and day out.
1: Yeah. You can also, if you only have three days a week, but you want to include some cardio, you can do like strength training with a little, like a 10, 15 minute hit workout at the end. That's of it. true. Yeah. Um, so you can kind of combine it into your workout. We just wouldn't replace a strength training workout with hit training or with steady state cardio training. Definitely. We would just add them on. Yeah. Um, I also like something and this is not based in science at all although maybe there are studies out there but like for me high intensity interval training makes me so much hungrier Mm. and so then I tend to eat more (laughs) (laughs) so just throwing that out there that like really intense workouts do make it harder to eat smaller meals and then eating smaller meals is really what you need to do in order to lose weight. Yeah. So, I mean, when you can do them all together and you're not doing them so intensely that you're like completely depleting yourself and you just like get ravenous, mm-hmm. um, that's fine. But anyway, I just thought I'd throw that in there. But that's <laughs> personal, personal experiences. And that's why I actually don't do a lot of high intensity interval training anymore. Yeah. Cause it just, it didn't, it didn't actually offer the benefits that I thought it would that like the physical, like research out there about high intensity interval training said it would because Mm -hmm. it did make me so hungry (laughs) that I would just eat more. So,
0: yeah. And it's like, um, yeah, I think people take the high intensity and kind of like take the more, the more is more approach. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And most people will start with, okay, let me do four to five high intensity workouts a week and maybe I'll do a strength training session at the end. But um, definitely our order is first of all, just having a long-term mindset Number two is diet. Number three is strength training sessions. And then number four at the very end is high intensity or steady state cardio sessions. So we kind of flip it on its head to make sure that we always, again, prioritize health over fitness. Cool. Cool. All
1: right. We have one more. This one is from Laura underscore Anderson. And he said, what is a better solution for quote unquote non-responder lats? So, oh wait, no, sorry. That was from... Daniel Chiavetti. (laughs) I read the wrong thing. Okay, so from Daniel, what is a better solution for non-responder lats?
0: Okay, basically what they're saying is that they have a tough time feeling their lats and also, therefore, unable to grow, build, or make their lats stronger, basically. Um, And this one, this is actually something that I've been working on a little bit uh, in terms of um, my pecs, (laughs) my chest muscles. Um, But basically, you know... I think um, you know. For me, I got into a little bit of if I increase my strength with a pushing pattern, my chest will get bigger as a result of that. But there are certain muscle groups that people have a really tough time really connecting with basically a lot of times it's uh glutes for most people Mm -hmm. um which can lead to some back issues and um and hamstring issues and things like that so we actually spend a lot of dedicated time making sure that people build awareness in their glutes same thing can be said for core muscles um but yeah lats are definitely a, a big one so in this case what we want people to do is not worry about the strength component so much As the actual contraction of the muscle and being mindful throughout the process. So, in this case, we wouldn't like, even though pull ups probably trigger lats the most, we think it's too stressful of a movement and strenuous of a movement to really connect with that muscle if you're a non responder and can't really really activate it throughout the training process. And so, for someone like that, what we'd have them do is just kneel down next to a cable machine and have that cable machine set up, um, let's say, not totally vertical, but slightly less than vertical, and we'd have them pull the cable down at an angle, and we'd really utilize a really slow tempo. So we'd have them pull, let's say, for two to three seconds, and we'd have them pull their elbow down towards their hip, and really think about squeezing that lat muscle, and we'd have them hold that isometric contraction for two to three seconds, and then we'd have them slowly, um, not release, but slowly raise it back up, I guess, for two to three seconds. So using a slow tempo and then not only that, having them place their hand on their lat and almost like you're massaging it while you're performing the exercise. And that can really help for you to basically tell your brain, hey, this is where I want to actually work and contract. And that's going to lead to a much stronger contraction than had your your hand not been there. Um, so you're basically kind of just like guiding your... Um, guiding your brain to uh, perform the, the the right action that you're looking for. Um, and just doing that for high repetitions, basically. And eventually, you'll, you will just kind of gain a sense of how to actually activate that muscle. And then over time, you can rebuild back into, let's say, a more strenuous exercise, like a pull-up, and you'll be a lot better off for it because you did the work up front to activate it.
1: Yeah, so this is one of those instances where we usually talk about um, compound exercises over isolation exercises yeah. but in this case actually starting with an ex- an isolation exercise may actually make your compound exercise more effective so there's always and that's why we're never um, we never say anything with like 100% certainty because totally, yeah. there's always times where it's not necessarily going to be the case and this is mm-hmm. this is one of those times so instead of saying just do more pull-ups and hope that your lats Feel it yeah. like if you can't feel your lats doing pull ups, maybe you need to actually go and do something that isolates that muscle group first. So, yeah, um, yeah, I think that's really good advice. Um, another one, just specifically for lats, that you can do is when you're sitting on the floor, you can like sit just cross legged and press your hands down into the floor to try mm-hmm. to lift your butt off the floor, yeah. And just like that pressing down motion helps some people feel their lats, yeah, totally. Um, just if if you like aren't sure. <laughs> where they are it's <laughs> <'Cause laughs> yeah. like sometimes you just don't people say squeeze your lats and you're just like what like i don't even know what that means totally yeah um so that's been that's a good drill just to like push down straight down into the floor and try to lift your butt slightly off the floor and you should feel them kind of cramp up a little bit mm-hmm. um but yeah
0: yes yeah. um but yeah that's that's definitely a good point in terms of this is where isolation might come before um compound exercises because we always would preach this and and also it's just like for those of you at home, like make sure that you're actually like, it's tough for you to respond in the area. So make sure that you go through compound training first and just test it out. Mm-hmm. And then after, let's say three to six months, you're like, okay, I could use a little bit more isolation in this area. Cause I feel like I, it's kind of lagging behind a little bit. Then you can start to introduce it. But, um, yeah, you, you want to make sure that it's actually the case before just jumping into just isolation training. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Cool. All right. Well, those are all the answers that we have to you today for our for your burning questions. Mm-hmm. And we appreciate all the questions that you guys have been providing us. If you have a question for us, just send us a DM at Achieve Fitness Boston on Instagram. Um, we also would love your feedback on iTunes. If you wouldn't mind leaving us an iTunes review, you can go into the podcast app on your phone and leave us a review there. And until next time, peace, love, and, and muscles. muscles.